Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Let the party begin. What's up, everyone? Got a big episode today. Pretty rough episode. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. And welcome to this edition of Motorcycle Madhouse Biker News. We have an episode, like I was saying, that is pretty concerning right now. And, uh, you know, I did get a lot of emails about this stuff, and it has to do with that uh, New Hampshire case with that drunk that killed uh, all those bikers, seven of them. Uh, some were supporters of the Jarheads, some were Jarheads. Uh, motorcycle club members and boy did the defense they're throwing a hail mary right now and they're trying to make it look like the bikers fault so we're gonna go through it because i'm actually gonna show you how people really are and it has to do with in the first story where one of the guys says lock them up and this comes out and boom oh i knew it was the bikers fault you know what this is how ignorant people are they do not know how to do the research on their own. They'll believe anything out there. And that is why it's concerning that people do not fact check things, man. They don't go back in time to see what the case is because we've been following the case. We will not mention the dude's name, but uh, a very concerning stuff. They're actually trying to get this guy out on bail right now to do a uh, whole monitoring, a uh, whole nine yards. And again, they're trying to place the blame on uh, Maza, who was uh, one of the jarheads. They're claiming that uh, he was drunk and that he caused the accident, according to a new report that comes out. But again, they don't tell you who actually paid for that report to happen. My suspicion is it was the defense attorneys. Anyway, let's hit that intro and we'll get on the other side of this. Uh, the defense is seeking release after a new report says biker and deadly crash was impaired. This out of the bostonherald.com and this is by Andrew Martinez. Uh, the public defenders are seeking a hearing for his potential release after a new crash report alleges alleges a biker was under the influence and his motorcycle over the center line when the pickup truck slammed into a pack killing seven last June in New Hampshire. The motion made public Monday also cites discovery information claiming, claiming Jarhead's Motorcycle Club President Albert Mazza Jr. was looking back at his fellow riders just prior to the accident on U.S. Route 2 in Randolph, New Hampshire, and had a blood alcohol level of 0.135 in an autopsy report 
well over the 0.08 limit of impairment. Now, just in that paragraph right there, I can decimate it. You know, they claim, and for one, which is the witness who's, uh, you know, alleging that Maza was looking back at his fellow writers, you know, basically, you know, looking over his shoulders. For those that have been around and know pack writing, and this is where they're mistaken on this, is most of the time we'll look in the mirrors and check everything out. We're not going to turn our head, you know, all the way around or, you know, shift the body to see how the pack is doing. No, you're going to check out your mirrors. So, again, I'd like to know where they got this from. You know, there has to be a witness. If they're saying there's a witness, well, where is he? Where is she? It's reported this. Okay, you're throwing it out there again. That can, you know, the the prosecutors in this case should be able to just say hit them on this stuff, uh, especially if there wasn't any witnesses. Quote, the dramatically different factual circumstances as they are known at this time respectively request an evidentiary hearing on the continuing need for prevented detention. Attorneys J. Dugui and Steve Merkin wrote in the motion for an evidentiary bail hearing uh, filed Friday. He is currently being held in New Hampshire jail where he awaits uh, trial on 23 counts, including homicide charges stemming from the accident. Counsel and prosecutor did not immediately return request. The motion states prosecutors recently disclosed an independent crash reconstruction report from Crash Labs which shows the New Hampshire State Police Crash Investigative Unit initial assessment of the accident was deeply flawed. So they're challenging the State Police Investigative uh, uh, Unit's uh, assessment of this. So that's two different things here. Uh, in suggesting his pickup was 1.5 feet over the centerline divider at the time of the accident. A crash lab's representative Tuesday declined to comment on a crash report and who paid for it. That's very important right now. New Hampshire uh, State Police did not immediately respond to an inquiry. The crash lab report concludes Maza's motorcycle was protruding uh, over the center line when it struck the pickup towing a flatbed trailer, making an initial impact between the left side of Mazda's motorcycle and the left front tire of the truck, the motion states. Again, two reports now. You have to find out who's paying for the one. Crash uh, uh, Lab allegedly, allegedly ties a tire mark on the center lane of the road to catastrophic air loss of the truck's left front tire which was attributed to an unsuccessful avoidance maneuver by Maz's bike, which prosecutors have since retracted. This is from the Boston Herald. Remember that. The lawyers wrote that their client could live at home with his parents. Hell no, man. Now, here's what I'm talking about with people on the Internet. Here's this Narcon Boggan, whatever his freaking name is. Five days ago, he puts in the comment section, How can these scumbag lawyers sleep at night? I bet they will be requesting his release because of the Chinese virus and to have him granted hardship driver's license. Nope, ain't gonna happen in New Hampshire. Besides, he will, you know what. Then you go down and it's edited. 
I knew it was the biker's fault all along. Free this poor kid now. See how people are? They don't, how ignorant they are. Ignorant. Now, I wanted to take a look at the point one three five that they're claiming in the autopsy report. Let's go to this. Now, when you put at uh, a point one three five, uh, you're looking at a 120-pound dude, man. I doubt he was 120 pounds. Uh, you know, my guess, probably around the 220 mark. Uh, you know, then you see the scale go all the way over. So it's real, you know what? It's real suspicious there. I would argue on that point as well as weight and all that good stuff. Uh, but now here's where people do not do their damn homework. And it don't mention this in their article that I just read. You know, see, it's trying to flip it. Here we go. Feds. Truck driver was high on drugs at the time of New Hampshire crash, killing seven motorcyclists. This by Alexi Cohan, August of last year. But you notice the updated article where they filed the motion, they didn't mention that. And then you see all the deembacks with, uh, you know, the opinion jumping. You know, that's why it's important that you do your research on this type of stuff. You got to go back to the beginning of the case, find out what happened. And now all of a sudden there's this crash lab report out there that they don't know. They didn't disclose who paid for it. I guarantee it was the freaking defense. If it was the defense that paid for it, you know what's going on. But, you know, we just checked that blood alcohol level. The dude's not 128 pounds or whatever the hell it was. I guarantee he was in his 200s. So, uh, but they're going to use that to say it was him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that report contradicts the initial uh, crash investigative report by the state police. But again, this recent article, the trucker accused of killing seven motorcyclists in New Hampshire was high on drugs and reaching for a drink at the time of the deadly crash, according to a report from the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. You got three now. You got three different things, three different views coming into this thing. Two of them counterdict what this crash lab reports has to say. The report obtained through a public records request from the Herald said that he tested positive, he tested positive, for an unspecified drug that made him incapable of safe operation when his pickup truck and trailer crashed into the bikers. Again, let me say this again. He tested positive for an unspecified drug that made him incapable of safe operation. The report also states that he claimed to have been reaching for a beverage on the passenger side of the vehicle just before he crossed over the double solid uh, yellow lines. The report did not state what type of beverage he reached for. He even freaking said it right there himself, quote, quote, He'd been reaching for a beverage on the passenger side of the vehicle. Now, everybody knows if you're reaching over to the right-hand side, usually you're going to sway left. So he even claimed it right here, but again, didn't mention it in the article we just received where he filed a motion 
to get let out of jail. See, that's where defense attorneys come in and they'll twist that crap on you. Uh, he was employed by Westfield Transport at the time of the accident and has pleaded not guilty. Uh, the seven uh, bikers that died were a part of the Jarheads Motorcycle, a group that includes Marines and its uh, spouses. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration data shows Westfield Transport faced over 60 violations over the last 24 months. The company's out-of-service rate is 21%, a figure nearly four times greater than the national average of 5.5. The company faced seven violations for unsafe driving, including speeding. The company also faced two violations in March over last year, reported in Massachusetts and Vermont. Uh, And the lawyer at that time couldn't immediately be contacted. So, let's see here. He was also in May arrested in a Walmart parking lot after failing a sobriety test. So, I hope uh, for once, you know, and I never take a prosecutor's side, but for once they actually do their damn job here. I'll talk a little bit about this after a couple other ones. Uh, let's see here. This is a good story uh, from the Globe. Lance Corporal Taylor Smith, Marine Corps Installation East. He was talking about keeping motorcyclists safe across the map. Motorcycle membership or mentorship program. Motorcycle riders across Marine Corps Base Lejeune came together to discuss possible changes to the MMP motorcycle mentorship program at the Paradise Point Officers Club at uh, Camp Lejeune. The focus group was the beginning of an initiative taken by the Motorcycle Safety Foundation, MSF, and the Department of Defense to build a community of motorcycle riders and help to bring resources to increase safety within the community. The discussion was broken down into two parts. The first group was comprised of 22 of Camp Lejeune's Motorcycle Mentorship Program presidents, and the second group was comprised of some of the members of the program. Again, I'm putting the links to the articles that I'm actually going off of so you to read more about that. This one really has me irritated. First responders, a biker gang, here a biker gang, and even Santa Claus turn out for a see me uh, Valley Boys drive-by birthday party, and this by Chris Wolfie, Erica Martin, so you'll see the link in the description box, and you got a, you know what, a biker gang, really? Check this out. Yeah, they certainly did, and you guys are going to love this story. What a beautiful day for a parade. That's right, a birthday parade here along Belinda Street in Simi Valley, all for a little boy named Cruz. Happy birthday, by the way, Cruz. Santa Claus in April? Motorcycles, sirens, family, friends, neighbors, Notice firefighters, it was women on police it, but it's a biker officers, gang. and public works crews. That's the bikers. Uh, there's not a patch on them. Not this a, a three-piece anywhere. Not a, any kind of club unsuspecting patches. little boy in Simi Valley. Cruz Natoli has just turned eight years old, but he'll remember this celebration for the rest of his life. Happy birthday! Enjoy. You see, the coronavirus crisis forced mom to cancel his birthday party at home. She decided to take it outside and through social media 
asked a couple of neighbors to stop by and wish Cruz a happy birthday from a safe distance. But this happened. Happy birthday! birthday. Just seeing his smile was all worth doing. Awesome stuff. That's why we do what we do in this community. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was the title of this piece. First responders, a biker gang, not one of them had patches on. They looked like they were all independents. You know, a couple hog stuff. But that is how that these newspapers, and of course it's out of Los Angeles, uh, try to get their clicks by using Biker Gang. Okay, so, you know, yeah, you know, today's uh, Biker News segment, not a lot of good stuff here. That New Hampshire stuff has me irritated as hell. And I don't think it's because of what the prosecutors are doing or even, you know what, because of defense, they got to try some of their schemes to try to get this idiot out. But it's people that make those kind of comments. Yeah, once it's all right, then two, you know, because everybody else starts getting on them. Now all of a sudden it's the biker's fault. And you know what? I face a lot of that stuff when it comes to biker news where people just slap off, man. They'll slap off at the mouth without doing any research. Oh, my God, is it freaking a headache. And as you can see, all I had to do is go back a little bit. And like they didn't mention in that article, they just gave the defense side of it. They didn't put out what uh, happened a year ago in their own damn newspaper that this guy was intoxicated big time, reached over for a drink, and that intoxication reaching over the drink, you're bearing left going over that center line and causing that crash. Of course, it's going to show damage on the guy's left-hand side of the bike because he would have swerved left into him. And the pure fact that they're trying to say that this guy turned around to look at his pack You know what? I don't know. You know, maybe it's me, but I don't know people that are going to actually turn that way. Most of the time, they're lurking in the damn mirror at what's going on in the back, you know, especially if you're leading it. You know, this is pure, uh, you know, reaching for the sky. And if I can tear through this argument, these prosecutors better have their damn heads on straight because they should easily be able to do this. No, he shouldn't be be released. Yes, he should get a trial. Yes, a jury should find him guilty just by the statements. They had him intoxicated at the freaking time. Uh, Look at the, you know, they throw up this blood alcohol level. How much did the guy weigh? You're showing numbers. And again, this is coming from the defense. This ain't coming, you know, nobody said that uh, this was coming from a release from the prosecutor. I don't think anyway maybe I'm wrong but uh, they're claiming it was 0.135 on the initial when if you look at the body index you know <laughs> 120 I doubt it man I doubt it most guys what are you high school at 120 uh I just don't see that, man. So he didn't put the weight out. He's doing it for his client to try to get him off. That's why you can't believe any of the damn stuff that's being put out. Yeah, let it go to trial because this is America. But you know what? We can all start poking holes into this damn story. And that's one thing I hate about uh, trials sometimes. It always puts the victims on freaking uh, trial. It don't put the defendants on trial. It always puts the victims in on trial. So what they're going to do is they're trying to place blame. I already see their strategy. They're trying to place blame 
that the lead biker was under the influence. He's the one who swerved. The left side took out this guy's tire, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, and when they got their client a minute uh, different after the accident. <laughs> and that crash report, you got to see, hey, who paid for it? I guarantee it's probably the damn defense that played because the state cops did their own investigation then you had the other federal investigation so you got two reports against the one uh so you're probably going to get expert witnesses on this stuff i you know it's just hilarious man that's just my personal opinion let me know what you guys think of this and also let me know what you think about that one story with the parade for the kid there was no reason whatsoever it wasn't even necessary to say a biker gang it was the women that i seen if you're over on spotify and uh, itunes come over to the youtube channel look at the same video i seen but the most important part of this whole thing because they did say if you needed to put a correction on that story to go ahead and hit it that's why i'm starting to put the articles out on links both on the radio show notes and on YouTube so you guys can get off your butts and actually write these reporters email them because I do all the time and make sure you get corrections to the damn story man that should have been an awesome story for those bikers freaking participating in that next thing you know for a media headline they use that crap so with that don't forget to check out all our platforms Instagram Facebook you know Facebook what we're doing over there is a whole different thing we changed it over from a regular normal template to a video format template. Again, if you can't watch it over on YouTube, the airing of uh, the show where you see me actually doing the show for the radio, you can go over to uh, Facebook and check it out over there as well. Uh, we'll have Madhouses usually when I do the Thursday ones. We'll put up about an hour and a half later on Facebook because... You know, the streaming software out there, uh, Facebook makes you pay hardcore airtime for that. Uh, that's why we're on the other different platforms. So check everything out, man. Let me know what you think. And don't forget to freaking write these people, man. And check out our sponsorship because right now it's getting tough out there. Check them out. It helps the show uh, when you see the ads on the video part over on YouTube. Hit them. Check them out. Go get a cup of coffee or whatever. Let it run. With that, I'll talk to you later. Check out this motorcycle helmet from One Storm. It's a modular full face helmet flip up dual visor sun shield. It's DOT approved. Comes in various sizes and colors. It's lightweight, durable, aerodynamic, thermoplastic LI shield. It is an awesome helmet, guys. Go check it out. The link's in the description box.